Hey, it's Brian House, and you're listening to the Work For It podcast. Our primary focus is business in the workshop. And if you want us to see and discuss your work, use the hashtag WFI Projects on Instagram, and we will shout you out and your projects. Did you know you can support our work for as little as $1 a month or $12 a year? Go to patreon.com forward slash work for it to find out more. $12 a year? That's like a burrito. I love burritos. What's happening, everybody? It's Brian House here for the Work For It Podcast, episode 98. Can you oh, believe it? Whoa. Episode number 98. 98 man, already? Are, That's crazy. We rolling, 98. Man. We gotta do something That's a lot for of episodes. 100. We got to do something big for one though. That would be yeah. that would be good. Yeah, that for sure. As always, I am in the studio with Ben Jammin Butler and Dr. Brian Cone, B Cone <laughs> Knives. And we are uh, ever so excited to be here with you on this Thursday morning. And pardon me if I good sound day. a little out of sorts. <laughs> you got something on uh, your yeah. mind there, Brian? You got a post okay. office you want to talk about? Or? No, I had, let me tell you what. <laughs> so for the last like 10 days, I've had family in town, which is oh, the yeah, reason why I couldn't be on the show. Yeah. So, and you know, um, so when you live in a resort town, like where I live and people come into town, they like expect they you. play. Yeah. They're Oh, you 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 guys live in Florida, so you must just like sip sip on uh, my ties, sit on the, the beach all friggin' day, and when we show up, you're just going to continue the same routine. Only it on is, Saturdays. Yeah, I'm like, look, I got <laughs> stuff to do, you know. So I'm trying to like keep myself going, keep the business running, and everything in between parties, and totally yeah. fun. Loved, I love to have my family in town. It's great. It's sure. just, it's a lot, you know? So, and then of course now I have to switch gears back into like the work mode where you're yeah. doing a lot of work and you're trying to keep up with that. And then of course there's a backlog of things that I now need oh, to take yeah. care of. Uh, so if I sound a little out of sorts, it's because of that. I'm I'm shifting, I'm transitioning, and I'm also detoxifying my body. <laughs> if, if you can imagine, Had a little bit of fun there, bud. Oh, there's the liver pains. Yeah, there's a, like my liver is probably black. It twinges a lot, and you know, it, oh my god, man. Ugh, as long so. as you don't get the red nose, you're doing all right. Oh, I have a red nose, <laughs> cauliflower nose. It's definitely it started already. Yeah. <laughs> well, man, so you had quite the crew then right this was uh partially celebrating the new addition to the family is that yeah, so part we, of it yeah sarah's sister had a baby nice. and and then but it was and it was mostly sarah's family actually it was all sarah's family it was in town and friends from yeah. pennsylvania so we had a, and people from jersey and all you know all over the place nice. and uh and it was celebrating my mother-in-law's 70th birthday so awesome. happy birthday to yes yeah the matriarch of the yes. avenue family and we uh we partied hard it was like it was like four days of solid like so everybody flew in like thursday yeah like a lot of other family was in last week like for the whole week you know just like okay. her sister and the new baby and all and her husband and everybody and then thursday like 
everybody flew in and then it was just like, oh, we're all here and let's break out all the great food and <laughs> drinks and yeah. craziness, you know, for four days freaking straight. So, no. so yeah. fun, but, but exhausting, right? It's, um, families, I don't know. I have a pretty tight knit extended family and it sounds like you guys do as well that, Loves to party, entertain, cook, eat. Yes. You know, just, I don't know. My, uh, if, you know, we always joked and said that my Nana is the most conceited person I know because, you know, that's if she could talk about her family all day long, that's all she'd do. <laughs> well, that's you nice. Know? That's, I like it that. It is. Yeah. 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 yeah it's nice. I, I think but. it's, it's fun. And it, not only do, do the avenues have, really close family but they also have really close friendships that nice. people flew in you know from all over the place to to celebrate this day and they all wanted to come see the shop and you know come up and hang yeah. out and you know they all they all want to be involved in what we're doing which i really love i think it's well, a cool, cool thing if they yeah. wanted to be involved you got them to pack parts right <laughs> yeah right yeah, yeah those, uh, like grinder parts. We've got a shrimp cocktail, wine, and a whole lot of grinder parts. So get started. <laughs> yeah, sounds like a party to me. I actually do want to throw a party here. I've been thinking about that. At some point, like when the pandemic, uh, you know, we keep saying this, when the pandemic is yeah. over, right. whenever that happens, um, I would love to throw like kind of a basher here and like yeah, yeah. have everybody down and, you know, yeah, we'll invite people that are all in the community and do like a... Like maybe do like a weekend where we all make stuff like a hammering kind of thing, but then we all celebrate too at the same time. I just missed uh, the Blackthorn Resort, which is where they have the maker camp, right? Um, Yes. I actually just missed the – they had a hammering up there a week or so ago, maybe two weeks ago. And if I was going to be back in PA, I was seriously considering heading up to that, but – you know, I'm pretty sure Keith it. Keith Drennan yeah. went to this. Yep, because I listened to it on the Working Hands. Yeah, he was yeah. talking about it. I have not heard that episode yet. So, yeah. um, but he does mention. Yeah, we were, we were just briefly talking about that and work Workbench Con. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and he was gonna go but didn't go, and then I saw that he was at the Hammer End. So I was like, well, wait, that's the same sort of time as Workbench Con or whatever. So, yeah, I was gonna I was say wondering. that too. Workbench Con was going on and. You ever Seems have a, a want to do that? Like go I have, to those? yeah, I've, I've, I have. You know, the problem living in the West is there's nothing out here. Yeah. And actually, uh, a good friend of mine who owns the Woodcraft store here in Boise, Monty, is his name. It's his whole family sort of runs the Woodcraft. It's awesome. His boys went to school, came right back to work for him there in the store. And he's actually working on opening up a maker space. Um, downtown Boise has a really cool sim plot is the big potato baron that made famous Idaho potatoes famous. They've got a huge maker space downtown that's sort of a event center as well. And Monty and I have talked a number of times about hosting an event out here in Boise. And I, I still think it'd be really cool to do, but you know, it takes a lot of takes a lot of big connections to pull something like that off. But I've definitely thought, you know, Workbench Con would be a really neat experience. There were times where I'm like, eh, I don't know about that freaking thing. But now it's kind of like, you know, I think the networking and just to meet some of these people would be awesome. 
Speaking of that, uh, it is confirmed that I will be teaching those grinder building classes at Kilroy's hey. Workshop in Excellent. Colorado Springs. And get this. So if you watch Forged and Fire, like maybe a few of our listeners do. Wait, what's there that? Is, uh, I've never heard of it before. <laughs> show on the History Channel. So Do people get the, famous when they go on that show? I don't think they do, really, oh. but maybe. It's I like wonder a good I haven't thing. heard of it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so Ron Hardman, who is the guy that owns Kilroy's Workshop in Colorado Springs, he competed on an episode of Forged and Fire. Um, it's season seven. I'm not sure which episode. You have to look it up. It's a family one where the four contestants are uh, the two, two against two. They're related. So it was Ron and his daughter, which I thought was super cool. Nice. And then it was Jesse Harrison and his son. And they competed against each other and then yeah. ultimately, you know, they get eliminated over time and all that. So, mm-hmm. but, so I'm teaching this class at Kilroy's, which Ron Hardman owns and Jesse Harrison, who is also a friend of mine is coming out and he's teaching alongside of me oh, with cool. Ron. So Man. these two guys who were All-Star. forged in fire and they ended up, I won't ruin the episode, but they ended up competing against each other at the end. Uh, and they're, they're going to be the two guys helping me teach the class. So it's going to be kind of a cool thing. Yeah. It's going to be really neat. And that's the first week of July. So it's actually July 4th weekend. Come celebrate the birth of this fantastic country and build a grinder. So basically you pay for the class, you build a grinder and then you get to, Oh, I just got a note handed to me. Season seven, episode 12. Thank you. (laughs) Wait, what's this? Do Sarah's That's, working in the back. Working. Whoa. My head Sarah, Sarah is. Come join us, Sarah. She, she, well, uh, Brian and I <laughs> talked about this, and maybe in the next episode she can come join us, but I only have one set of headphones and one microphone at the shop, so oh. I got to like get a second setup for her, but we'll do say, that and that then bring her shitty. on so she can talk about how shitty it is to work for me. And not <laughs> I still tell, I still think that we should do an episode without you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, I almost handed her the microphone today. That's how busy I was. I was like, look, you got to run the show. Talk to these boys. Exactly. Uh, but I had been missed. I had missed last week and yeah. uh, didn't get a chance to sit in with you guys. Cause the family thing, but, um, it's but good yeah, to have so, you back. Well, it's good to be back. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. Brian, t- I've been mon- t- monopolizing the conversation here. Uh, I am. In- I wanted to know a little bit. I heard that you had a raffle. Yeah. And all of that. T- tell me. I know it took a while, but you sold it. You sold out, right? Yeah, it definitely took a little bit longer than I expected. And yeah, I've I've complained before that it was it was basically because everybody and their brother seem to do a raffle at the same time that's awesome everyone everyone you know seems to have done done the raffles and it was fun what's hilarious is there's no raffles going on right now i think everyone's raffled out for sure so raffled out it's so funny because it was like there's 15 freaking raffles going on and then it's like this week or and last week too this is nothing it's just crickets so yeah well i actually finally you know sold out and basically i i had when I first did my raffle, I posted almost every day about it. Every time I sold, you know, five or so tickets, I would make a new post like, hey, there's, you know, there's 40 left, there's 35 left, there's 20, whatever. And, um, you know, 
every single one of those posts only got, I think the max one got like maybe 200 views. Wow. And it was just like, it, it just plummeted oh. so hard. So I wonder if that's the algorithm doing that or is it, I don't do you know. think it's just people are get, were just like, oh, here's another raffle and they scrolled past it or something. Well, I've actually, I forget who I was talking to, but somebody had told me that if you have big, bold text on your pictures, it tends to, you know, kill, kill, get killed in the algorithm for some reason. Man, but I don't, I've heard I don't this. really know about that. I'm so tired of doing the fucking Instagram song and dance bullshit. I you know, know. It just, I know. Lately, I tire of it. Like, I, I will admit, I've been off the platform for a while, um, you know, for a number of reasons. But coming back, like, my head hurts with all the shit that Instagram wants now or even starting to think about it. And then that it doesn't do you any favors on top of it is a bunch of shit, you know? It's yeah, like we pander to the algorithm and none of us are growing. <laughs> yeah. So that's what you have to kind of think in, in terms of now. So, like, I, I got an email from Facebook and they told me that I should monetize reels on yeah. Facebook, okay? And that they were giving me some crazy numbers. Like, people are making $30,000 a month. People are making good money. I don't know about that. Okay. Um, I don't KJ know about Sawdust. That uh, you may have heard KJ Sawdust on Craig, yeah. or not Craig, on Jeff's podcast at one point. Yeah. So, he has a podcast with Bourbon Moth and Nick Key. He monetized reels on Facebook. You have to have 10,000 followers on Facebook is the starting point, right? And he got the same email, you know, 30, 30K a month and this kind of craziness. I do think he made a, several thousand dollars a month, you know, between one and two thousand dollars a month he did make. I don't know if it's sustained uh, or not, but he was making some some pretty decent money there for for a period of time he talked about it on their podcast a bit and actually shared the numbers and i was like well that's pretty impressive but i don't have nearly 10k followers on on the facebooks well that so it, this led me down the rabbit hole of determining could i monetize anything on facebook like you know they're they're yeah. claiming they're paying people so i was like okay and i also looked into it for instagram and i'm i'm not eligible for any of it and what for whatever reason yeah. but there are things you can do to like push yourself to get towards it's like an invite only type situation so i said cuz i've been posting reels for a while if i post a reel on instagram i cross post it to facebook so i i started digging into it and looking at my analytics for some of my reels on Facebook. I have two reels that have, one has over 300,000 views. They both have nice. over 300,000 views on them. Two reels. The rest of them are kind of like, you know, a couple thousand here and there yeah. or whatever. But I was like, wow, that's a lot of people watching this thing, right? And it's mostly it the stuff that I post where people are calling me a moron, like when I convert kilograms to pounds or whatever. <laughs> so I'm like, wow, what could I do? So I decided to put these um, evolution chop saw blades. So I took an evolution chop saw blade, I cut it into quarters, and I used it as my bracing on my new tool bench, my new workbench. And I'm like, oh, people are going to just tell me that uh, I am a, the biggest moron ever because like, it looks like you could fall on it and cut yourself. Oh, right. Well, what yeah, they don't know, police everywhere, right? Yeah, exactly. But what they don't know is that those are all there's no teeth on those blades, so they're yeah. not sharp at all. And sure enough, 
I post that reel. <laughs> Bring in the trolls. Here come the trolls. They're going to tell me I'm a moron. And sure enough, I get, wow, somebody is going to fall on that and seriously injure themselves because of your negligence. Because you, you, sir, are a menace to society and should be stopped. And I'm like, okay, I hope well. You uh, rot in safety hell. <laughs> yeah. So now I'm like writing back, and like one guy's like, watch out for your shins. And I wrote him back, and I was like, too bad I don't have any legs. Thanks for the wheels on my chair are really going to get caught on those bastards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and like, like all this stuff. And then one guy that said I was negligent, I said, yeah, you're right, because somebody already fell into this and cut themselves in half. I'm being hauled <laughs> right. away to jail tomorrow for my negligence. Lost my wife. And I, oh, yeah, my Lord. This is, this, and so I am taking a page out of Owner Kaglar's book. I love which it. Is just completely start buying into the fact that these people are basically wanting some sort of shitty response and giving it to them because it's Facebook. Yeah, I don't really care. It, like, I'm yeah. like, you know, I don't care. So that real 321,000 views yep. in like five days well, because it's of all this. engagement. Right. And that, yeah. like, that's somewhat the frustrating part too, is uh, like the short sightedness of the platform to not, recognize that right but how could it pick a, pick a freaking fight i know but <laughs> they like, don't care they don't care they, they want don't you care. on they their just, platform yep, in any it's way entertainment right it's, it's entertainment at, at the end of the day it's entertainment and whether you realize it or not uh we are all entertaining each other and yes. other people that come and watch our stuff and if you're not thinking of it that way that's probably too bad for you you know because <laughs> that's kind of I mean, what it boils down to now my mind is thinking like huh maybe we should make like a guillotine and like you know some sort of weird crazy dangerous yeah, machine yeah, yeah. you know dump gasoline like the call it like the can opener or something and be like here <laughs> and like, you know it, Just like this is how i open my cans riot. of gas yeah, yeah like with a with a guillotine that's got yeah. like flint First, on the edge light your stogie <laughs> <laughs> step one light the dynamite step two <laughs> put it in your pocket Shorten the fuse <laughs> 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 and then I, I mean, I'll make them. I'll make that thirty thousand dollars a month, like Facebook. Right? Yeah, is you claiming. may be making fu money, baby. Oh my god, Facebook so. University. Well, Brian, <laughs> I am so glad that you held out and got your what yeah. was it 50, 50 total tickets? You sold? Yeah, ended up selling all fifty of them. And basically, what pushed me over the edge is I, um, I posted some stories on my Instagram, and like okay. I started, I started posting a couple stories, and I went from like twenty left down to zero in a couple days. Hey, so it seems like stores definitely helped a hell of a lot more. And what's kind of funny is like, you know, I did my first first raffle with the Bowie and it went to an old, you know, person I worked with at Target, a coworker. Okay. And then I did this oh, one. Right. It was the guy that got the free ticket too. Yeah, I know, I know, right. I know. <laughs> well, at least this I, time I it didn't that. go to the free ticket, but um, this one, it went to a person I marched with in the marching band at Central. Look at you. So See, it's just like everything right. kept kind of local. Hooking your boys up. When are we going to get the hook up, Brian? Uh, you know, you know. <laughs> I I'm still waiting. I've already gotten it. I was yeah, I, say, got, you I both got a pretty kick ass bottle opener out of the deal and a knife yeah. and a hat. Right. And a hat. Yeah. Lots yeah. of swag, stickers. There we go. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, cool. Well, hey, you know, uh, I'll tell you the the getting back f- from being away for a few days and then coming back to work. It, there's definitely this transition period, and I've been doing trying to do YouTube video once a week, and I've been semi successful. I think it, I only missed one week so far uh, the, mm-hmm. out of the entire year, and um, that has been paying off. You know, the, really. Yeah, it really has because I reached fifty thousand subscribers on YouTube. I which was gonna say congrats, pretty man. That's big thing. awesome. Yeah, yeah, it feels great. Um, although, like when I look at guys like Dennis Terrell, who are like, "Hey, I started YouTube like last week, and now I have a hundred thousand subscribers." I'm like, "Wow!" <laughs> yeah. But that hey, makes me feel right? friggin' fantastic. Dennis right? Terrell, he he hit fifty k once too. You know. No, you're right. So. And but here's the thing, when you watch Dennis's stuff, I, I've been meaning to talk about this because you know, initially when I started watching Dennis's channel it was because he contacted me about the first challenge and I didn't really fully follow his work. Like I just kind of watched a few yeah. of his videos and whatever. His stuff is so good now. Like it's yeah. when you look at it from an educational perspective, the the value he is bringing to the knife making community is huge. Massive, right? It's yeah, massive sure. because he he teaches as he entertains, which is ins- insanely difficult. Yeah. So if if you know, I can be uh, salty about his rise up, but it's definitely mm-hmm. worth. Like his value is there. He's it's it's something he has earned. And so, uh, you know, it's like, I've done this for so long and I only have 50,000 subs. Well, I have to also remember that, you know, my niche is really small. You know, knife making is a lot bigger. But I'll tell you, man, when you watch Dennis's stuff, so if you're not watching Dennis Terrell, he's also a patron of the show. And I'm not just stroking his shaft because I really think, you know, he's a patron or whatever. It's not that. It's you like, for instance... Uh, one of my favorite videos he made was the Elvish that he made this Q mm. uh, my uh, El- Elvish Elvish sword, mm-hmm. and it's um, if you look at the detail and the the way that he ground down everything and all of the little tiny things he did to that blade, and he walks you through them and he tells you honestly his experience while he did it and things he would do differently and some of the changes he would make. The value in that video alone. Not only does it like inspire you to want to make stuff, but it gives you the it empowers you to do it. It's like, well, Dennis did it and I'd love to try it, too. So go listen or watch Dennis Terrell and make sure you subscribe to his YouTube channel. Give him up a freaking hundred thousand more subs. I mean, the guy deserves every bit of it. Oh, deserves more than that for sure. He's crazy. Well, and it's to me, it's really neat to see, you know, what happens when a guy like him has either the encouragement or the combination of the encouragement and the enthusiasm to push themselves in that space. Right. Because, you know, I remember talking to Dennis shit almost a year ago now when we were doing those lives together and stuff, you know, and I remember him saying like, it just sort of happened, you know, he started posting to YouTube and folks started watching and it sort of happened organically. And so probably three years ago, if you'd asked him, you know, if he aspired to be a YouTuber, he, he probably would have said no, you know, but when you really find that stride and you find your purpose in, in creating whatever it is you're creating, it's so neat to me, you know, and the fact that we can share what we've learned with others through that hobby, if you will, is just so powerful. It's really, really neat. 
and it's fun to watch the rise up of somebody yeah who who is really likable and and yep. and hardworking and dude, all that yeah. just a good dude solid dude so go check out Dennis Terrell Terrell Knifeworks you can find him on Instagram and YouTube and you know he collaborates with us he came on the show he does the 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 challenges which by the way I've started my challenge already. Hey, Brian. you did? Good for you. Well, you know the video is going to come out on the fourth. the The introduction video for in yeah. Mar- uh, well, see, uh, in one day tomorrow. Uh, since the airing of this, it'll be the fourth. Right, right. And um, yeah, the the so the intro video to the dagger challenge will come out on the fourth, and then twenty YouTube channels are competing wow. for this. And uh, I think I might be. I'm hoping to be a contender. I don't think I'm going to win this year, but I definitely step my game up. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Nice. And I'm I, not just fishing for compliments. Oh, <laughs> is this a fishing theme? This, oh. I'm just going to oh. hook you into uh, what Hook, I'm line, doing. and right. sinker. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. I Speaking, you know, I, I'll, I'll to change the subject quickly. I, I mean, briefly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was also going to point out, I've caught some of Aaron Lee's stuff recently mm-hmm. and you saying stepping up the game his name popped into my brain because I saw early in I think it was January he shared where he you know was, got some new camera gear he was really planning on ramping this year up and man he has and it's noticeable so if folks yes. haven't been over on his channel recently check it out he just he is such a down-to-earth, everyday, you know, guy. And to see the the content stepped up to a higher quality and him still keep all of that, just good dude. He's doing giveaways. He's so energetic, and it's really fun to watch that as well. So, And he's building a revolution. Yes, I was going to say that too. Lots of folks building those things these days, I see. It's almost as if they're everywhere. You know, it's almost as if everyone should have one in their shop. (laughs) I I agree. (laughs) This is what we're doing. We're like Sherwin-Williams paint. We're covering the earth. Cover the earth with grinders and leather aprons. Yeah. Aaron is a good dude. In fact, um, so I know, I mean, I know a lot about him because we talk on the phone probably once or twice a month. And his game with youtube is super interesting because you know i've asked him numerous times like what's your end game and it his answer is always the same i just want to get more people making stuff i don't you know i don't care about the money i don't care about monetization you know and and i i believe him i think it's a genuine thing with him and and same with dennis you know dennis wants to be a content creator because he loves contributing to the community. So, yeah. and then, I mean, you look at this and all of the work they've done in the, over the past year together with the yeah. challenge and everything, you know, it's, it's like helping people rise up. And yeah. to me, that is just like, it's such a noble cause. I, I just absolutely love it. And I love being part of this community. And um, so anyway, I'm back, baby. I'm back. back. Baby, back. We're here oh, to work. Yeah. We're going to work for it. So anyway. Um, all right. So real quick. God, I had all these things to talk about and I didn't write them down. So now I'm like, <laughs> uh, now I got CRS and all of this stuff. But um, I well, don't even know. I don't even know here. what to bring up anymore. I'm, no, I'm out. I'm out of I've concept. got something for you. So, Ben, yeah. I, I saw on your 
on your recent post on Instagram that you have your new logo out there. Do you want to talk oh, about your new logo? Yeah. Oh, I it's did happening. See this. It's happening. Yeah. It's good, so, that's a good segue, Brian. Nice job. I like it. Good way to save us. It's what you keep me around for, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that and booking guests, but yeah. Oh, no. right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, who else would put up with that pain in the ass? <laughs> right. No, yeah. So I started the process, and I and I've made some pretty big decisions, and I'm um, now they've settled with my brain, and I'm um, liking it. But going to rebrand the the feed, the channels, the whole nine yards to Butler Built, uh, ButlerBuilt.us, I believe is actually going to be my Instagram handle here within probably a week. Okay. So you're following the same path I did, which is just yeah, get all your branding the well. same. Yeah. Yep, no, that makes yep. sense. That's a, and, That was an, funny enough. That's an Aaron Lee suggestion. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's the one that came to me. He's like, it's very confusing. You know, you're like yeah. housework over here, your housemate over here. Yeah. He was dead on right about that, about yeah. keeping it all the same. And I found, you know, Butler built, was not available, but butlerbuilt.us was on IG. I'm like, oh, perfect. Because that's my domain name. That's my, that'll be my IG handle and my YouTube channel, the whole nine yards. So Speaking I'm of, Ben, I just went to butlerbuilt.us. Your landing page looks really nice. Oh, well done. Thanks. Yeah, it was just a quick, very quick, hey, we're making aprons eventually. Uh, and I've said numerous times that it, that it will be up after we record this podcast. I'm not going to say that again, but I'm going to uh, keep pushing and working towards making that a reality. I do believe within this week, I will at least have a few things up there. And I like your, your butler reference to Jeeves. Yes. <laughs> I get this. I get this joke. This is like dad joke 101 here. Yeah, I man. Like this. So I what asked, Jeeves uh, told you about work aprons. Yeah. So <laughs> I've got prototypes. I've been just cranking shit out of leather um, for most. So what I'm trying to focus in on is uh, leather goods for work. I right? love it. Um, oh, I love it, Ben. It's so good. And then also, as things progress, to uh, uh, sort of <clears throat> widen the umbrella out farther with plans, templates, CNC files, videos. So sort of like a maker supply warehouse, if you will, is sort of the pie in the sky vision, right? So whether it's woodworking, leatherworking, CNC, metalworking, you know, uh, it could be like a one-stop shop for equipment uh, and resources, I guess, is kind of the best way to put it. You know, so if you're looking for some plans for a new workbench, well, come on over. We could have plans for a new workbench. If you're looking for uh, some files to cut something up on the CNC, we've got those. Uh, if you're looking for a new work apron, we'll have those. Um, I've got some EDC gear, some like pocket slips for EDC. I'm working on a tool belt. I've got aprons. I'm also working on a half apron, like a waist down kilt style mm. apron, which I think might be kind of neat. And yeah, just all kind. I mean, just all kinds of stuff. But um, 
my goal will be, you know, within this week to get to get things up and I'll be making a big splash on on the socials and here on the podcast when it finally does go completely live, but it'll probably just be a slow trickle um, you know, for the next few months. Um, I'd like to be able to release sort of new product every month or so, you know, do drops and then potentially, you know, small batch, uh, or like small batches of, you know, sort of one of a kind items or, you know, stuff like that. Uh, if I get some new leathers in or get some crazy cool wood to make some, uh, make some valet trays with or something like that. So. Or like your CNC projects. I mean, I, yeah. I can see this as something that's, you know, especially your your hardcore fans, you know, mm-hmm. it, especially like those little CNC projects you can sell for, you know, $10, $15 or so. Yeah. Like, dude, yeah. to have the full Butler built, you know, the, the whole collection would be so cool. Yeah. Like I made a, well, I've got a video on my YouTube channel right now where I made a, like a valet tray or a drop tray that has a leather, an inlaid leather bottom, and then it's got work for it uh, stamped into the leather. So those will be up for sale on the website uh, when it goes up as well. But then the files too. How do you do the stamp, Ben? Like the the logo and stuff? Did you have to cut that out on the CNC like in reverse and then? No. So, well, letters, if it's just letters, I've got several different alphabet stamp sets. Oh, I got you, okay. So it's not Four the logo. No, but check this shit out. It is so cool. So the other day, well, I've been thinking about doing this for several weeks now, and that is I've got a flipping CNC, right? I see all of these leather stamp makers selling custom leather stamps for crazy prices, and I yes. got thinking like – Wait a minute! Is, I can make the same these thought. Yeah, you can make them, things. Right? What do you make them yeah. out of? Like aluminum or brass or? Well, since you know, uh, since I have the ability to just remake them, I thought, why not make it out of some soft material, softer material that I could always, when it wears out, cut a new one. And sure. what I what I found was um, a linoleum block. So if Uh-oh. you carve have you ever seen people that do stamp totally prints right when i was Um, in school like in art class we did yeah we did linoleum lithographs yes yeah and that's exactly what i did so i took my new logo and just created um you know created a cut that carved away everything and left the the positive space there carved it out of this linoleum it is about an eight eighth inch thick and then it's got a mdf backer on it and then i just put it in i have a small press you know like um it's kind of like an arbor press but it's specific for leather work i just drilled a hole in the back stuck the damn thing on there and zoink it stamps leather like a mofo <laughs> that's so cool <laughs> yeah i was like shit so now what I think I can do, I've got to do a few tests. I, I picked up a new CNC bit yesterday that is like a pencil tip bit, 30-degree angle V-carve bit, so I can get really detailed carves, you know? So like B-Cone, your logo, where I'd have to get in those, uh, the O and the B and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, with the bits I had, I couldn't get that detailed. For instance, I could not put the word butler in the middle of my bow tie portion of the logo at 
a three-inch wide logo. With and this honestly, bit, I and honestly, I kind of like it being that minimalistic. I anyways. do too. Yeah, I don't want my name plastered everywhere. So for now, it'll be the bow tie. But like I was saying on the last podcast, you know, to have options with a logo is something I really have wanted for a long time, and so far I'm really liking it. But I think I, depending on the de- the level of detail of people's logos, I think I will be able to offer custom stamping of leather goods so if it's uh if you want your logo on your work apron why i'll i'll you know for some verse for a fee i'll stamp your logo on it and send you the damn stamp that's and that's a good deal because i wanted to put it on the low my logo on the apron you sent me and i tried a couple pieces of leather just you know with my laser and it it didn't come out that great. I was like, yeah, I'm not really super stoked about the well, laser cutting. I've got cutting both yours and B Cones um, queued up as tests for later today. So if they work out, cool. I'll send them to you guys. Hell yeah, cool. Yeah. So yeah, lots going on, man. So cool, man. Yeah, it's so neat. I love. By the way, like if you ever want to make reels or content or whatever for Instagram. Just watching your CNC car oh, stuff out is just mesmerizing. Huge. I love yeah. it. Yeah, and I and got like, that new uh, camera, so it's been fun playing with that too. Just going through TikTok and Reels, you see that content all the time, and it's always all like at a half million views, million views, yeah. and it's like I'm sure there's there's so many that don't get any traction, but it's such but easy I, content. I feel like you could push it out so frequently that speaking yeah. of this, have you, you, okay. Chad's custom creations from the working hands podcast. Yeah, yep. Okay. So I've always seen these videos of 3d printers that print basically it, it, it it's like a time-lapse of this, this thing being built inside of a 3D printer, but yeah. you never see the arm, right? You never see like the, the head of the printer yeah. printing it. I had no idea how that was done. I figured there was like a lot of editing involved or whatever. He decoded this and showed the world like how he does it. And I'm sure, oh, of course, nice. I'm sure multiple people have done this, but because I've never seen one before, I'm like, that's how they freaking do it. So uh, the way it works is it takes a picture every layer and this, you can program the arm to go over and hit the camera shutter button or something. Oh, like that. right. Oh, so, have you slick. seen this? You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Like, where it looks like yeah. this thing is just growing out of nothing. It's uh-huh. like the, the head prints the layer, then it goes over and hits something and triggers the camera shutter. That's hilarious. And then it goes that's right awesome. back to printing. It is hilarious. I was like, that's how that's done. So he oh decoded God. it and shared it and it was really interesting. So go check out Chad's custom creations and also the working hands podcast, because I, I promote them a lot and Man. it's not just because I good think show. they're great guys. Their content is really good. Like it, the work yes. for, or the work working hands podcast is such a good podcast to listen to. And yep. it's very interesting. And um, I appreciate those guys over there. And Keith Drennan bought into the revolution project He's doing it. Yeah. He's building it. And I must have predicted it that he would be doing it for his make what you fear challenge because he's doing it and he's he's uh, uh, hashtagging make what you fear. I'm pretty sure he's doing it for that. So um, good. Good guys over there. Good, good guys. dude. And, and I really also, enjoy that show. Canada is represented in that crew. It is they, Tony from Wood, Woodland yeah. Iron. Yeah, he's he's uh, he is a Canadian Canadian and um, he's on the show. Love it. I know we have a lot of Canadians that listen to this show, so. Yeah. 
Good stuff. Well, what's been going on with you up there, B Cone? What are you, Dude, what you it's, making besides waffles? It's been a weird week for sure. <laughs> it's been yeah. a weird week. Tell so, us, tell us all about how weird it is. I want to so, know every detail. Like kinky or, or just <laughs> strange? No, not kinky. No, no, no. Come on now. Not that I'll share on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Make my sure mom you come to, to the after Maybe. show. Hold on, to hear hold on. We'll talk about. Oh my god, my mom! Hold on. Nope, that's not happening. That's not happening. So, I've over the last over the last couple uh, batches, I've been doing really large batches, and I hate the, doing more than ten knives at a time because you know I like it where each process takes a day, and like it feels like you're you're you know your whole batch is just moving through quicker. Yeah. Ten wives um, is tough. I mean, goodness. nice. <laughs> um, so I definitely learned my lesson and am currently working on 14 knives right now. So uh, What? <laughs> you just said you didn't want to do this. And now I know, you're doing I know. It? And now lesson. I know I'm I'm going to break it up in two batches. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how how to just stay on, you know, I'm six curious, to eight though. knives at a time. I, I just need to. Why 14? Did you sell 14 knives or something? Uh, it's or is just, this what, just a big run? No, I, I that's all of the orders that I have currently. I Whoa, just like, dude. Yeah, so basically I hey, just... That's great. I cut them all out and I've got them... You know, I figure, you know, if each person has their... And I have the Damascus or whatever steel that I, I, I need in-house, then I'm going to have it cut out so that, like, I can't, like get a harebrained idea at some point because I've done it a couple times where I have a piece of Damascus and the order fits perfectly on it and it's like absolutely perfect and then I'm like okay I'll I'll set this aside so I don't touch it and then I set it aside and then like a week later when I go to you know work you on something else once I no once I have the forge out and I'm thinking you know hey I just want to I'm feeling like I want to forge today I just want to hit on some steel I go and look at my steel pile and like oh hey you know this piece let me grab this start forging oh. on and realize oh that was set aside now I have to order new Gotcha. So I thought you know hey I've got 14 orders I'm gonna cut it all out so that I can't do that but now I'm realizing that I'm starting a batch of 14 and I'm basically what I'm going to end up doing is I'm going to grab seven of them, set them aside, work on seven, finish that out, work on the next seven. And that's just the way it's going to be. But that's a what's, good plan. I like what's, that. what's cool is in this batch, I have a P are two pieces that are being made out of magna cut steel. Ooh. I got, Ooh. Yeah. 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 It is getting kinky. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Brian Cohen collaborating with Dr. Laren Thomas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something Watch like as Dr. Cohen makes steelwork kinky. <laughs> Something like as that. As he Something dips like his beard into the quench oil. <laughs> but yeah, so this Magna Cut Steel is really interesting. Um, it's It seems to be working relatively easily, except for one thing that I found that was bizarre is when I, I use solid carbide bits... Um, to drill and um, so I use an eighth inch bit and I use a quarter inch bit because I like big fat quarter inch pins because that's just what I what my design looks I don't know that's that's my own thing but um, when I was cutting them if, literally I would drill two holes and I would have to take the bit out and sharpen it on my drill doctor because wow. it was chipping them out so bad and I have okay. no idea what I was doing wrong huh. I, I was I, would, I looked it up and I, I'm drilling it as slow as it wants and I'm 
you know, not really forcing them or anything. It's just every single time it was chipping out carbide bits. And it's, I don't so know if that's something dulling. other people are realizing. Not necessarily dulling them, but actually chipping them. Yes. Huh. Yes. Chipping them. So you think it's getting like work hardened maybe like with the heat? Well, no, the, bit? the I'm not, I can't imagine because I'm using cutting fluid yeah. and it's like, the, it's not like they should be hardening at all. I, I don't know. Interesting. I, I man, if anybody else has had this experience with MagnaCut, let us know. And it's like such a know. new steel that like little things like that I've haven't heard of. You know, so where do you buy MagnaCut? So I got an Alpha Knife Supply, but I think you can get it from a couple different places. And like the thing is, you have to be like ready to buy it once it's out because it seems to sell out super quick. Sells out, yeah. It's really yeah. really trendy right now to have. Yeah, to it is. Buy it. But there's it's there's a reason, and I think it's because a lot of people are really saying how great of a steel it is. Yeah. So. And then with that, I get to, you know, once I, I have it profiled and, you know, it's pretty much ready for heat treat. So I get to go over to Matt Gentry's place again and do some heat treating, which is going to be fun. All right. I'm glad you brought up Matt Gentry because. Hey, there's know. a segue I was going for. No, that's Gentry a good segue. Fella. He's everywhere, man. Dude. That freaking build-along series, I've never seen so many completed knives oh from a build-along. Oh, my God, it's so cool. And they're making, man. That, guy, that boy's getting people making. And the thing that I love is, like, they're about, I mean, probably more than half of them are from makers I've never heard of. So now I'm I going know. through and I'm looking through their feed and I'm learning more about so many new people that are doing high-quality shit that like you would think, you know, Instagram knife makers were kind of a small and a tight knit group. You think you kind of know everybody, but then you you learn of like, I mean, yeah. shit, I've had to have followed 25 people through this whole yeah. thing. Well, every swinging dick in North America has started taking up knife making, you know. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Actually, you know, I think it's just because we're, you know, I think we're in a bubble. We get to yeah. see everybody. Yeah. And, sure. um, yeah, but there, I will tell you that I'm having a hard time voting. Like, I'm really? looking at yeah. all... The, oh, uh, my God. Like, you're because making there's bad so choice. Many. Well, Look, if you wouldn't have voted uh, for Biden in the first place... That, no, no, <laughs> I... Uh, listen, <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> don't get me started on this whole thing, because I, I'll go freaking crazy. I, you know my, my opinion oh, about yeah. this whole Next. situation. Yeah. So, uh, but if you look at the, the GCKBA uh, hashtag, you just kick. Uh, click on that and and look at it. There's 351 posts on wow. that, and and there it's just like one after another after another of awesome builds. And that, that hasn't been scalpel. going on. I mean, what that started just after the new year? Or was that in 21? Yeah, so. yeah, a well. couple months. Yeah, a couple yeah. months. So you've got all these people. Building the same. If you're not familiar with Gentry Custom Knives, he was on the show a little bit ago. But they, he, uh, Matt Gentry, came up with this concept. He wanted to do like a knife build along, and I think he had like 900 people reach out to him, and so far like 300 have actually built it, which is a huge amount of people to turn around and build a knife. I mean, so, I think that $3,500, you know, prizes yeah. kind of pulled. That's a lot of probably people. part of it. Yeah, yeah, that's probably part of it. So, but, who you are know, the judges who who judges the? I think it goes by likes, right? Like, so basically what I've what I've talked to him about is the situation that he's doing is he picked the top 10 and then you go into his stories and you get basically you get a picture of each one and it says, is this the winner? Yes or no. 
and you get to go through and you you pick one yes and nine no's. So has he picked the top ten yet or no? Yes, they're out on his stories right now. Oh, they are on his stories right now. So go go, go vote. vote. Go vote. I didn't know this. I'll have to go look. But damn, they are. I'm I'm just looking at the hashtag on Instagram, so it's unbelievable stuff. That's cool. The other Speaking crazy of, thing that happened in my shop, or I guess about my shop, is I was looking at, and I'm trying not to put the cart in front of the horse yet, because the last time I did this, the whole haunted shop thing fell apart, and that was the... <laughs> but I am looking... I see dead people. I am currently looking at a possible new shop. It's a one, about a one and a half car garage. So let me give you the positives. It's super well insulated. Um, it's got a big garage door. It's only got one entry. You know, it's the whole thing. Um, it it already has a bunch of work tables in it already, and it looks like it pretty much. I just need to move my stuff in there, and I'll be able to get going. The downside. But he hasn't given you a number yet, right? Or yeah, let, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Okay. So the downsides is it's it's twenty minutes away, which I guess that's not really a downside because I'm I'm cutting my travel time. Yeah. Right. I'm I'm currently driving an hour, so this is only twenty minutes away. Let, forget I said downsides. Let me just tell you this. So I'm, I'm currently driving an hour away. This is now twenty minutes away. <laughs> it is about two and a half miles from um, where Emily works half of the week. So oh, if that bad. works out, if that yeah. works out, then I could carpool with her, you know, three times a week. And then, you know, hey, now I'm, I'm instead of driving, you know, 10 hours a week, you know, all the way my hour drive there and back. I'm only driving there myself, you know, a couple times a week and, and carpooling carpool. with Emily. Yeah. Right. So it would it would knock it down by my driving time by about 10 if you if you factor that all in. Here's the downsides. So it's. It's at a um, trailer park that looks really sketchy. <laughs> yeah, okay. So no, I'm, not, I'm not quite done with all the downsides. Let me, let me, right, let, wait, 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 wait. So pause this right now. We need to pause the downsides. Hold on. So, okay. So the first thing that comes to my mind is Cheap like, labor. No, well. Do you know no. what the term lot lizard is? No or idea. This term? I've never heard of that. <laughs> ben knows. Uh, it's a prostitute that hangs out in a trailer park or oh. in a truck stop. All right, but hold on. I'm just kidding about that. But the first thing that comes to my mind when I think about this is that, like, is your shit safe in there? Like, if people know you're in there working, right? You know, you know. And I'm not saying anything about trailer parks. I'm not. Don't go there. But I'm just saying, like, a lot of times, theft can occur in places like that. Well, it's a concentration of people, right? Regardless of of background or anything like that, it's a concentration of people. But it could, that could be an advantage. I lived in a trailer at one time in my life. I stole all kinds of shit while I lived there. It's great. (laughs) Smoke, crack, the whole thing. Uh, So talking to the, the owner there, so I can modify it however I want. So I can, That's you know, cool. p- I can lock it down as hard as I want. I can put padlocks. I can do deadbolts. I can do anything I want. I can even put up um, cameras. Okay. Okay. So is there, in- th- is there internet there, or is it like you yeah, gotta get your be own? Great. Internet. You could sell movies of lot lizards on the side. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like right. I'd be able to set it all up. So yeah, okay. you know, that's okay. that's not an okay. issue. All right. But here's yeah. here's the thing. So I actually just got a mess. So I went out there on it was either Saturday or Sunday. I went out there and and um, talked to um, the manager, 
And basically he said, you know, they're trying... Oh, the other thing, the other thing about the shop is it is connected to a building there that they are trying to rent out to, like, as a home. Oh. Okay. So... Is it, like, is it a garage? Like, like the, 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 the workshop area is like a garage attached to a house, or is it... Correct. But okay, there's, okay. there's no, there's no door to the house, and it, okay. they have rented it out separate, and the, the whole thing... Um, basically, the the person who lives there would not have access, and vice sure. versa. Well, hours sense. like work hours could be a thing, but you generally work during the day anyway, right? right? Like you wouldn't look right. to go in there in the evenings. No, and I I tend to, you know, I'm I'm the type of person to wake up early and go to bed early. So it's like, yeah. you know, I'm I'm not p- looking to be out there, and especially on the days I carpool, I drop off Emily at seven thirty, have to be back to pick her up at five. So, like, that kind of keeps me within those hours anyways. But, you know, I just got a message with them literally right before. Um, basically, I went to look at it and they um, they were still like they were still looking at, you know, pricing and stuff like that because they're trying to rent it out as one big unit. But the, the, the big unit doesn't seem to want to get rented like nobody's mm-hmm. nobody's trying to pick it up. So basically I talked to, I got in contact with the owner and he says at this point, they're still trying to rent it out as a big unit. And you know, so how it's going to be shop together by that way. Right. Okay. Right. So they are going to have to wait and try to see if they can sell it as one big building instead of, you know, renting out the garage separate from the house. I see. Okay. Yeah. So and that's not a place you would want to live. Oh God, no. Throwing that uh-uh. Okay. Okay. Uh-uh. Cause I mean, that could sh- sure be like really convenient, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But we're really happy in our apartment right now. So it's, I don't I know. Well, so just, it sounds just like moved there not long ago too, right? Into your new apartment. Right. It's only, we haven't even been here quite a full year. And like, the other thing is like, you know, basically they're going to try for another couple months to see if they can get it to rent out. But Basically, if it doesn't rent out, then they will at least rent out the garage to me and we'll go on from there. I guess the whole thing is like I, I don't want to, you know, build a shop anywhere here because Emily and I might be moving the next year. So that's that's why I don't necessarily want to get into a place that's long term, because who knows, we might move over to the west side of the state or wherever in the next couple of years. So anywhere, anywhere I put up a shop has to be, you know, kind of a short term situation. Yeah. So That's the I don't thing know. I feel like, you know, you're, yeah, you're in a, you're in the market for something short term. It's not going to be your forever shop. It's probably right. not even going to be your five year shop, you know, for sure. Not even close um, to five year shop. So yeah, if you can make something work and it, hell, the, the way the price of gasoline's going up, you know, just the cost savings and time savings you'd have just to have something close, even if you don't oh, move all your tools in there, you know. I've already done the math on that. As long as that place is, you know, if the gas and electricity or the gas and electricity, if rent and electricity comes to less than $400, I'll be at least breaking even Wow! just on my drive. Yeah. <laughs> and at, yeah. at 400 bucks, it seems a little, you know, it seems like that would be doable. Very doable, very doable. But, you know, again, you know, it's it's just I have to wait for them to figure out whether they want to rent the, the garage on its own. And I, I just have to sit here and wait after, you know, first of all, it's it's at least like four times larger than the little, you know, shed that I'm in now. 
So I'd be able to, you know, kind of spread out my stuff, work comfortably, have more table space, do more things, maybe even get a few more tools in there. So I don't know. <laughs> Man. Dude, one and a half car garage. I mean, I'm in a one car garage, you know, the, the amount of shit that I fit in here. I've got a full leatherwork studio and a full woodworking shop. You know, you can fit a ton of stuff in a, a one and a half car garage yeah. as they say i kind of mm -hmm. eyeballed it just by looking at the uh the the studs and it looks like it's about either 21 or 22 foot by 22 foot okay i'm so. at like oh, what am i i'm at 15 by 18 or something like that yeah yeah 15 by 15 by 18 roughly <clears throat> um but yeah you can yeah you can fit a lot of stuff and plus you know, what, the only, Bob, the only time I have trouble with the size of my shop is if I'm making cabinets or something like that, you know, like a big table or big piece of furniture, then I've got some challenges. But in general, you know, you're making knives. The right. biggest thing you might make is a sword, right. <laughs> you know. Right. Yeah, yeah, 20 by 20 is a standard two-car garage. So oh, no shit. Perspective. Yeah, so 20 by oh. 20, yeah. Well, then I'm looking at a two-car garage. Yeah, and that, that'd be pretty huge. I mean, you know, you could, with because you're in a, what, like a 10-foot wide by 15-foot wide space now, something like My that? My current shop is 8-foot by 16. Okay, so yeah, I mean, it'd be a significant upgrade for you. Huge upgrade, for sure. Plus all the workbenches and stuff, which would be yeah. really awesome. Yeah, and right now in my shop, I have I literally measured it. I have four foot by four foot of usable table space. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, I need more for sure. Yeah. So transitioning, Brian. This sounds awesome. I I wanted to transition before we head into the second hour of the show into WFI projects. Uh, I don't know if you guys have looked through this, but uh, twenty eight hundred and seventy eight posts tagged with wfi projects which is huge Great and stuff. i gotta tell you that there are some super <laughs> interesting projects that are happening um i that wanted to pluck one out i got i got like sort of um sidetracked with uh the uh the gentry custom knives things because there's so many of those on here as well mm -hmm. but uh full steam designs so full underscore steam underscore designs he's out of Charleston, South Carolina. He is uh, designing a chair and he's tagged uh, the WFI projects in this. And this is why I love like calling out people that are doing different things because we see a lot of knives, love the knives. And I'm not, I, I get sucked into the knife thing too. Uh, but to see somebody like spend time designing a chair to me yeah. is just awesome. And I love to see that. Yep. Plus Chris, uh, give him a shout out. I've been following his follow. maker journey. Good follow. Uh, yeah. And a small creator at this point still. You know, he's yeah. still really working on building his followership. Um, as of right now, 3,829 followers on Instagram. I don't know what he's got going on on YouTube. I think it's bigger. Let me look. Um, his YouTube channel is great as well. So yeah. he's 20,000 subs on YouTube. Yeah, I but think he's, he's bigger over there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He is doing some really awesome stuff. And when he first started, I knew if he stuck with it, he was going to do good things, and he is. Um, yep. He's also building the revolution. Chris, I saw your order come through a couple of days ago. I'll have that out ASAP, 
and uh, you'll have a revolution in your workshop in no time. Mm. So, but, uh, but yeah, so uh, Chris Powell over at full steam designs, go check it out. And I can't wait. I, you know, I'm a big sucker for the, the CAD work before yeah, the project yeah. starts. So, and sharing all that stuff. So that's yeah, right up your alley, isn't it? I love that. So too, I'll take over the next one. Blackthorn concepts is um, showing off these little keychains he's making. It's, it's a little forged skull, which like, it's so cool. I, I've never, I guess I'm just getting into the forging, you know, world. So I'm still, you know, very doing these crude shapes, but doing these little artistic looking, you know, <laughs> skulls, Really cool yeah, idea. Very cool. I'm um, looking for that one. Where? Let's see. I guess my feed looks different than your feed, so let me just pull his up. I started sorting it by recent. If you, yeah. if you do it well, in a browser, yeah. If you well, if you do it on a desktop on your Mac, it, you can't. Recent. But if you go uh, in the app on your on phone. phone, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Blackthorn yeah. Concepts is Keith Drennan. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But yeah, this this little skull. I mean, it's sitting next to a nut, so I guess I, guess, I don't know how large that nut is, but it's got to be this little itty bitty thing. I, I, it would have to. Oh come <laughs> on! I had to. I walked I right to. into that. I I said it, and I thought, you know, what are the chances I Feels might be able peculiar. to say a I don't small know what nut size and get by with is. it? <laughs> Man, is as you, soon Brian? as I said. <laughs> As soon as I said that, I thought, oh, my God, I'm going to get roasted on that. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Yeah, I, I was just an, an hour ago, Bird Forge posted, I guess it's um, his, uh, what you call it? We were just talking about gentry entry, and it's this, um, what is it? Sucks that San Mai didn't work out how I originally intended, but I also like the simplicity of this blade. It's sitting there in a pile of candy, and it looks like a caramel and chocolate. Oh yeah, I saw that one. Theme. When I saw that knife the first time, I was so like, "That looks sexy. like a Werther's original or something." Yeah. And then he posted like a whole thing with the candy dish and stuff. It was really cool. Yeah, and I guess two days ago he posted more of a flat lay type photo. And it really highlights it. It's pretty darn cool. He's got some paracord uh, tied to the end of it. Just neat. I really like his uh, maker mark as well, the bird. Uh, and he's got an anvil in his actual logo, but really cool looking knife. Do you know uh, Two Birds? Have you seen his work? Uh, I uh, let me, I got to look it up again. I freaking lost it now. But. Uh. His 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 maker's mark is uh, is two middle fingers. Nice. <laughs> so, and I didn't take it seriously. Like when I saw it initially, I was like two two birds, and then I, I was like, oh, two birds. Oh, ah, I get it. I get it. But he made this Damascus piece, and I could get really sucked into this because. Yeah. Uh, okay, so it's it's a Damascus uh, chef's knife. His work is just top notch, like top quality shit, man. And um, God dang, now I can't find it. And uh, but he, so he, it's like it looks like a maple burl handle, and it's rounded over. I got sucked into watching this young guy on uh, Instagram or uh, not on Instagram, YouTube. Um, that makes knives in, I think he's in the Netherlands somewhere. 
Um, his he's got a very interesting name, Floris Postems. I don't mm. know if you guys have ever heard of him, Floris. Can't say that I have. Post no. Postems Postems Post Mess is how it's pronounced. You can go okay. to his website, Floris Post Mess, which is P O S T M E S. Okay. And, um, yeah, he's located in the Netherlands. His YouTube channel is really super interesting. He's a young guy. So, like, when he started making knives, he was, like, 14, 15 years old. And it's just he just started crafting knives. And he does everything with a fly press. You know what a fly press is? You guys heard yeah. of those? Mm-hmm. And, um, and so when I looked at this Two Birds piece, which I no longer can find for some strange reason, uh, and I can't, and I type two birds into the Instagram thing. I can't find it. But anyway, he, I believe two birds is a freaking patron. So let me just look that up. Oh, nice. Uh, Echo Maximus. Oh, uh, while you're, TM while you're Max. mentioning and looking, we two birds definitely want to count. Uh, we definitely want to shout out the patrons this week. Cause we missed that last yes, week. Yes, we did. Two. Okay. It's two birds blade works. Blade. And so two birds blade works, all one word. Bird or birds? Birds. Two birds and spelled out. T W O birds blade works. Okay. Yes. So that's it. It's his last post. Oh, nice. So are you seeing that it's a French, it's like a French style knife, but it's like a French chef knife. So this, it's integral by the way, too. So it's not only is it Damascus, it's very complicated to make these knives. If you know how difficult to, it is to do, not only do an integral bolster, but to do it with Damascus, it's really tough and it's wow. tough to make it look right. Mm-hmm. And this guy's work is just like freaking unbelievable. And the best thing yet is that his touch mark is literally two birds, two, two fingers, middle fingers. Yeah. 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 It's really funny. So what uh, do they call that hump? I don't, I don't, you know, here I am, I ignorant knife know. man. Is there a name for that? How I don't know. It humps up. That's cool. So the reason why I say I'm like falling in love with this is because I've been following this Floris Postems, Postmens. I don't know how to pronounce your last name, Floris. I don't think you listen to this anyway, but whatever. Um, you know, I got sucked into his work watching him build knives and you know when you get like really inspired by someone and you don't really know why you can't put your finger on it. It's like when I watch his work on YouTube and he doesn't post a lot. Like he he just yeah. doesn't but he's got a lot of followers and stuff. He's just like one of those guys, super unique kid. So now I think he's like 18 or 19 years old. But his work is like that of a master craftsman when you That's, look at yeah. his stuff. Some folks and, are just uh, so it's interesting it's one thing to be really good at a craft, right? That, that's one thing. And, and plenty of people uh, get really good at a craft all on their own, squirreled away in a workshop, you know, and share the end result, but don't ever give anybody a window into the process. And, and that's one thing, but to, to do that and be able to share it in an engaging and exciting way is to me, it's, it's so cool when all that comes together. Yeah, you know? it is, and you know, and he's an interesting person as well. He's a true yeah. artist. So, like, there's been documentaries made about him, hmm. and I don't mean to pull away the attention from Two Birds because 
when you look when you look at the work that he's doing, it's the same quality. I mean, it's just unbelievable, right. top notch stuff. And so if you if you want to go out and follow Leon Shanks, and he's based out of um, Antelope Acres, California, Two Birds Blade Works, all one word on Instagram, and, and it's worth a follow. He's he's doing some amazing, amazing work. So go check it out. Muy bueno. Muy bueno. So I want to bring up the next one. Bald man knife and tool. Someone close, near and dear to uh, who's that? Brian House. Who's that? I know, right? <laughs> we have got to have him on. By the way, I was thinking That'd be about a fun that. Be really easy, today. yeah, for sure. That'd be a fun one. Hey, Brian, maybe you can set up this one since like he literally lives next to you. I don't do that work, Brian. That's your job. <laughs> yeah, don't, you, don't be I'll trying just, to pass have, that I'm just going to have to have, uh, you're going to have to come in on Saturday, Mr. Cohn. I'm really going to need you to come in on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness. But yeah, so he's got a whole batch of these thicker clippers that he's making. It's a little clip point blade, but it's a quarter inch thick. He's making me one. And and here's the reason why. I want one really bad. They, when you hold this knife in your hand, you're like, oh, it's (laughs) such a great knife. How does he get it? How does he get it sharp being so thick and such kind of a smaller, you know, blade section? Like, how does he get it so sharp? Well, um, it's a very obtuse angle. Right. So, yeah, right. It's tough to get them sharp, but they're very sharp and they are. Uh, so, Baldman and I are working on a collaboration together. Uh, we are. We have designed uh, a work rest for the revolution that will be. Hopefully, I'll have the parts this week or next week. And it's a new work rest that integrates inside it, like with the parts of the revolution. So there's not much to purchase. You basically buy the work rest itself. You have to modify the, the work rest arm. If you're running a gen four, if you're not running a gen four, you got to build the arm and all that. But uh, running a gen four revolution, this is a new work rest. And he kind of, he kind of took the reins on this one he brought me the idea i drew it up in cad i cut the first prototype i gave it to him he used it for like a month we went through through like two or three rounds of redesigns on this and then ultimately it brought us to where we are today which is in production and it's called the true tilt and Mm. it's a work rest that allows you to hand grind bevels like you're using a bevel jig, but you're using your hands and it's freaking foolproof. It oh, is. Man. And you, you can get so much sharp, control, right? So much control. And then, and again, this is the brainchild. This has been done before. This is not an original concept. It is, uh, we took the concept from a couple of different people that have made them and then made it better, if that makes sense. Like we made adjustments to kind of make it work with the revolution. And then also a few like minor things like um, segmented lines on the f- face of the work rest itself so that you can, they're basically reference lines so that mm. you can see where your knife is traveling across the belt. Mm. Um, you know, things like that. It's just, you know, we're ba- we basically took a tool and improved it kind of like the two by 72, um, thing. And then, so to give you a frame of reference, Brent, who is bald man, he used to take, you know, about 40 minutes to bevel, uh, put in the bevels on a, a blade. Yep. That's, that sounds about right. That's about right. He can do now he can do 10 in an hour. Whoa. 
Wow. So it became, he said it's the closest thing he could get to production knife making without using like a CNC. And so So, it's a pretty big deal. Yeah. So is this exclusive for the revolution or are you going to try to make it a little more universal? Yeah, we're going to try to make it universal. I mean, the first run will be all revolution built stuff just Mm. because it's easy for us to do. But yeah, we want to make it. Listen, I'm going to be the first one to say it. Like, there's, it's going to be duplicated pretty quickly by other grinder makers, which is fine. Like, I, you know, my take on free markets, it's like it's a whole yeah. thing. This yeah. is not my concept, number one. I just improved it, made it better, and whatever. And Bald Man improved it, made it better. And we're going to market it and make it work with Revolution. But it will change knife making. I, mm. I And I, when I say this, I say it with all peace and love because I'm a jig guy i i could never grind my bevels without a jig and then bald man brings me this idea we build it we prototype it and then he says you got to try this he brings it over to me we plug it into my revolution and he's walking me through the steps and i had never beveled a knife that fast or that accurately Mm. by hand ever not one time and Mm. i was and so i thought it was a fluke so i did another knife and then i did another knife and then i did another knife and it was like i could rock out you know, like just about as fast as he can. I mean, he's really much quicker at it than I am, but it's like pretty unbelievable how fast we can, we're able to achieve like perfection. Dude, I need to get my hands on uh, one. I don't care yeah, what it costs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm with you. It, it, it's, uh, and, and we're going to make, like, we're going to try to figure out like an arm situation that'll fit in the broad back and one that'll fit in the Ameribraid. We've already started kind of looking at it, but we wanted to perfect it for the revolution first offer it to the revolution community. And then, you know, we want, obviously want people to buy into the revolution project. So it's like adding another thing, you know, another item that works with the revolution. It's a super cool machine. When it, when you see this thing, run, I've, I've sort of teased it a little bit. I've taken, you know, Sarah took some photos of me using it. And then it's almost like the minute we post it, I get like 50 messages from people. What, mm-hmm. what is that? What are you using in that video? Like what, what is that? that table and uh, it's going to be called it'll be released probably within the month it's called the true tilt and okay. we will make videos and all that on it and and brian you'll be my uh my broadback grinder hey. tester router guy i'll send you one hey. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> i'll send you one so you can play with there it, it stuff is and, there yeah, it is but, uh, so, yeah, so we've got to have brent on to talk about it like obviously this is going to be a Definitely. big thing Definitely. We'll bring Brent in to have him discuss it because he is so passionate about this. And let uh. me tell you, let me tell you the other part about this. So when Brent brought me this idea and we went into the business end of it together, there is a profit sharing that goes to Brent. So when you buy into this, there is a 60 40 split. It's the sixties in my favor, just because I'm doing the, you know, the, all the legwork and everything on and all the risk is on my lap. But Brent walks away with a 40% cut of all of the profit of this. Mm-hmm. So when you buy into this true tilt table, you're getting not only the, one of the coolest things ever addition to the revolution grinder that will change your game, but you're also supporting a fellow maker and you know, not baby. just me. That's right. Dude. And not just me. So, you know, and when you, th- you have to look at business, I think business has to look, be done this way now. Like the guy making the thing, is you know just one part of it i'm not employing brent but he brought me this thing anyway and didn't ask me for anything in return he was just like hey this would be cool for the grinder and i was like yeah it would be 
And at the end, I was like, we got to figure out how you can make some money at this because I would have never had this project without you. Yeah. So it's super important that, you know, he get, he makes a little money. um, I love the project. I love how open you are with the, like even right down to the numbers you're, I mean, just, I, I know you're always super open with just about everything, but like just, just being able to be like, Hey, you know, this is what it is. And you're supporting him with this much. And that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love it. Well, I'll tell you what, if, if I, my entire business is built on, on somewhat transparency, you know, I mean, I'm not going to boil down my margins and talk about all that, but if if, you know, people understand, like, if you bring me a project, it's not like I'm just going to snatch it away and, you know, like make this thing it, that, like Brent is a friend. Like yeah. I, I would, I, I would never want to do that ethically. You know, it's, it's a thing where business karma is a thing. Like for instance, in the revolution project, somebody's building the revolution and they mess up a part, you know, I'll send them a new one. You know, it's right. like, okay, here, here, I have enough. I'll make in some, in some cases, like people are having trouble making the part. I'll, I can't do it for everybody, but I try to give as much as I can back to the, the project because they bought in to me. I mean, they bought in to the project and they're supporting me. So why wouldn't I support them back? There you go. That, that transaction doesn't stop when you spend money with me. I, I guess that makes sense. And it shouldn't be that way. It should be that or it should be that way with every other business. But it seems like there's a lot that don't do that. They're like, well, you messed it up. So, you know, hey, uh, you know, that's going to be X amount of dollars. Yeah, buy another one or whatever. Buy another one. And, oh, by the way, you have to buy a whole new one because I'm not just going to sell that part to you. That really irks me when that happens. And it does happen (laughs) a lot. And I'm just like, wait a minute. They don't just sell that part? Like, why? You know, whatever. And it's because of money, you know. Yeah. Sucks. Your margins should in business. I'm just going to get on my soapbox for one second. Your margins, if you do it right, you should have that padding in there where you can offer these support things like this after the fact and still not lose your ass. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So So, switching subjects a little bit more. Yeah, man. I'm so excited to check out this true tilt thing, man. I'm, yeah, we need to get Brent on for sure to talk more about it. Yeah, I but, would say the YouTube video for that will come out probably in a couple of weeks, maybe three weeks. We're still waiting on the parts uh, from our uh, from the manufacturer. So, oh boy, when those show up. So switching subjects a little bit, and it's a little bit out of left field. I know Brian, you're you're going and teaching this class in Colorado. Are you also going to be able to make it to Blade Show? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't know. Uh, it's the same. It's it's going to be tough. We, Sarah and I just had this conversation this morning about going to Blade. I'm not going to be able to present at Blade, like have a yeah. booth. There's just no way uh, because I'm doing the Colorado thing. But I w- might just go mm. and hang out. So like, so like you're not you're not helping my choice though. Because what's like, your I'm, choice? I'm right on the bubble on whether I'm going to go or not. Because like, I'm talking the. To, to display or to oh no just there's go. no way I'm there's no way I'm gonna go and display I'm gonna go and meet a bunch of people but um uh-huh. you know but I'm talking to Neil from Maximus Knives and like he's getting like a little Airbnb house and inviting a bunch of people to stay there just to try to keep costs nice and low oh yeah 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 and, no, he invited you know me flights yeah. flights are gonna be right around two hundred dollars or so and the Airbnb is gonna be so much and then food and all that stuff all the rest mm-hmm. of that travel. I'm like right, right on the back. bubble. On, 
Oh, Hold that's on fine. one second. I got somebody at my door. I'll be right back. UPS. Okay. <laughs> that's tough, man. You know, it's oh, it'd be so great, wouldn't it? Oh. Yeah, I mean, the whole reason why I want to go, and there's probably never going to be a day where I go and try to sell at Blade Show because you know I'm not I'm not looking to try to make a profit on that. I'm just going to look to go and meet all the people that I've been talking to for so long. On this on is where the value the other is. Places. Yeah, I'm telling you, that's where the value is. So to give you a perspective, last year we went the flights, the Airbnb, and the car rental. I think we had 600 bucks invested. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not a cheap weekend. But I will tell you, it I mean, I had a blast. Was it worth 600 bucks all day long? Like it yeah. was so much fun. I had a blast. So, but here's the thing. A majority of that cost was in the the car rental and the Airbnb. So if you can get those car, you get those prices down by staying with Neil and sharing a ride. I mean, you could get in and out for maybe say 300 bucks. Well, the, with the flights being at about 200 round trip and the Airbnb looking at right around $60 a night overall. Uh, yeah. And then of course the tickets, I think are like 60 bucks and then food on top of that. So basically I, after this last raffle, I thought I'm definitely not going to do one for a while, but if I can do a raffle or two between now and blade show and make my money off of those raffles, then I might use this as your narrative then. So, so here's, here's what I would tell you. Make a knife, a really kick-ass blade Mm -hmm. and, uh, make it like an ED or EDC or kitchen knife or something that everybody would like. Not this offset serrated crap. (laughs) Well, I was just trying to get rid of that damn thing. And uh, and then and then uh, use that as your narrative for the for the waffle because like instantaneously I want to tell you like I want to buy something from you just to get you there you know what I mean like I that, like I personally would love to meet you face to face and hang out with you obviously yeah because wandering around Blade Show that's like one day it's the rest of it is like chilling and hanging out with everybody and like you know uh, you know going down to the the pit and all that and just uh sitting around and bullshitting so for me like i want to meet you and have you there again i don't know if i'm going to be able to go that god i really want to go it was so much fun last (laughs) year well that's that might end up being my linchpin if i if i spend all this money and i don't even get to hang out with brian house then maybe it's not worth it (laughs) i'll I'll make make a decision (laughs) i'll make a decision right i'll make a decision within the month i'll know for sure well here's the other thing is um when I went over and hung out with Matt Gentry at his shop, I shot what what I'm going to have in my my YouTube is I'm going to do basically a um, like shout out community shout out type situation where basically I sat with Matt Gentry and I I had a couple questions, you know, set up. So I did like a little interview like, hey, how are you? Or not how are you, but like getting into what's your you know, favorite color? Stuff. Yeah, not that dumb. Come on. I was a little bit more tactful than that. But but my idea is like, obviously, you know, the first day I'm going to go and just meet everybody. And then basically the second day I want to have set up already like, hey, somebody meet me here and uh, I'll set up a camera real quick oh, and, you know, do an interview on yeah. the spot. And if I can do, you know, 10 of them, then I can do or let's try to say 12. I can do a full year's worth of these little quick interviews and have those posted once a month or so. I like oh, I like and then until next, till next blade show, I could do 12 more of 12 different people. 
And it's a business write-off at that point. I mean, it already <laughs> is, probably. Anyway, yeah. right? Yeah, I, I write know. it. I write it off. I when I go, I write it off. Hell yeah! I don't know. <laughs> I just really want to go to meet all those people, and it's just like uh, I. Well, and I'll say this: you know, I'll probably never go to Blade. It's just not my wheelhouse. But oh, you don't like us knife makers? Okay, I see how <laughs> it is. If I went, ben, it would you just would be have to a blast drink beer all week. <laughs> yeah, but you would have a blast. I'm telling oh, I'm you, sure you would I really would. like it. Yeah, I'm sure I would. But I'll say this. You will always find a reason not to go, right? Like, yeah, that will every year there'll be something, right? That probably would come up and, man, I can't do it this year, or whatever. So I, I'm always a fan in decisions like that. Just go for it. You if know? it wasn't so freaking loud in there, we could record a podcast while yeah. we were there too. Yeah. Oh, that's, a, that's something I didn't think about. It, but it's I so loud, it was in, so that loud in there. Oh God. It's Maybe like, my I video mean, idea is a bad idea. No, you could do it. You just have to get away from everyone. Like if you, Cobb Galleria is huge and there's like rooms where you could like, you could set, you know, get away from yeah. everyone. And if you so had, you a, could definitely um, do it. If you had a couple of lapel mics too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you could pull it off. You just mm. couldn't be in like the main gallery. It's just too huge. It's like 10,000 people. I'm not kidding you. It's so full of people. It's just so loud in there. And the the other thing that might be pushing me towards a no is that I would be traveling myself because Emily doesn't, you know, she's not really into knives and she, she just doesn't like, that's not her scene. All all those people, you know, that's, that's not what she's about. So I'd be traveling alone. I'd be flying alone. And I get super freaking anxious when it comes to that type of stuff. Is that true? You don't like to do traveling alone is a little weird. But here's the thing. We could fly in at the same time. I could meet you at the airport. Well, I'll rent a nice car. We'll, we'll ride together. And yeah, you you wouldn't be alone. Hardly. There we go. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. You know, think of it like well, that's that's if so, you decide to go. Yeah, well, know, you'll know. I will you work might it be out. the we'll carrot that gets him there, become. <laughs> we we would fly in early Friday morning. I think yeah, is how for sure, it works. Sure. Early Friday morning, fly in. You know, go get the the room, Airbnb or whatever, and then uh, and then Friday afternoon and evening hanging out with everybody. Saturday hanging out in the morning and walking around and seeing everyone, and then Sunday is departure day. You know where you right. Go get the hell out so it'd be two nights two nights friday night saturday night and you're yeah. in and out that's there i'd stayed is. three the before it was too long i i didn't need to be there for three days okay yeah i think that i mean if if everything if the stars align and you know maybe if i do another raffle and it's successful then hey maybe we'll be meeting up here in mm. just a couple months very good I like all it. right i like it all right you guys ready for a dad joke yeah, oh yeah sure once he gets his tuba warmed up, <clears throat> that tuber going. I mean, if we if we want to continue on this joke, we can. If you want, <laughs> <laughs> it's he's not old. biting. I, I think I wore out the welcome. All right, here we go. What do you guys call? Uh, what do you call a a chicken that can do math? What do you call that? A math chicken. <laughs> all right on that note i'm gonna shout out the patrons real quick marcus over at mw steelworks met him at blade last year good dude One <laughs> just of go our, through all of this list and and say who you met at blade it's just gonna push me more and more towards going yeah. uh, mark vanderwerf uh <laughs> our man over might come uh, to blade 
He might cut, <laughs> you never know. He might fly across the pond. Justin Miller, Florida Man Forge. I'm wearing that shirt today. It's my favorite shirt. Devin Thinking and Dustin Blake. O'Hara. I don't know if you guys saw those axes that they hooked me up with, but oh, baby. Yes. Yeah, Sexy I cut axes. myself on one of them already. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Noah Bloomberg of Antioch River Forge, Michael Nye, Jamie the Squid, Jamie Blow, Eric at Overall Maker Works, Bob Ryan, Brigham Kendall. Man, I love that Brigham. Dude, the mustache shave is incredible. Man, I saw on WFI projects with Brigham Kendall. He was shaving his. He uh, shaved it off. Did you read like the whole thing behind that? Like he was trimming it and then he screwed it up or something, and then he (laughs) had to to shave the whole thing off. Yeah, it's great. And I love that he shares that shit. I just think it's funny. Uh, Scott Wilkerson, Scott, buddy, how you doing up there in uh, in uh, Central Florida? I'll say Keith Drennan of Blackthorn Concepts and the Working Hands Podcast. Bob in the UK, that's Shed underscore 72. Brian Hooten of Hooten Knives. Jason Moss, our man in Texas. Mark LeBlanc, north of the border. Ken Kemna, Crafty Man Forge, who is, uh, strangely enough, a mail carrier with my nemesis, the Postal Service. (laughs) Uh, James Hunsberger of Hunsberger Pocket Knives. Cardoso Knives. I don't know if you're following Cardoso Knives, but you should be on Instagram. I'm sucked into his stuff all the time. KnifeMaterial.at. Fantastic stuff over there. Moonshine Leatherworks are Mr. Prankster Brian Absher. Working Hands Podcast is supporting us, and uh, I talk about them all the time. Great guys over there. Ryan Coakley of Ryan Chadborn Knifeworks. Something about Ryan. I just love that guy. He's also co-host of the, uh, what is it, that Hustle, Hustle In and Dancing podcast? Uh, what is it called? It's Hustle something. In something. I, I don't know. Hustle, Hustle In and, and Shucking. Uh, yeah, remember. something like that. <laughs> Carol Ann Jeanette Racine, our general executive general manager of Wooden Carving, Wooden Spoon Carving, Oxford Blade Company, Maritime Knife Supplier, Man Lawrence Lake, I have now started buying my knife grinding belts, uh, some of them anyway, from him. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, well, because I can't get everything I want from M- Empire. Oh, so, gotcha. Uh, that makes yeah. sense. So, Richard Beck of Beck'sArmory.com. Go check out Richard Beck. Jared Weaver. Got a good story about Jared for the next podcast. Okay. Leon Shanks of Two Birds Blade Works. We talked a lot about him. The man himself, Dennis Tyrell of Tyrell Knife Works. Oh, this list is so freaking long. Thomas Moberg. Donnie Dulovich of Florida. Bruce Carlson. Bruce G. Carlson. We appreciate you, buddy. Our man Neil over Maximus Knives. Thank you so much, Neil. Brad Troxclair. Echo Blades. Jared over at Echo Blades. Nate Wapole of Wapole or Walrus Steel. Zach Byrne of Burn Blades. Chris Powell of Full Steam Designs, Matthew Angel of AD.KnifeWorks over on Instagram, Wesley Crum. Okay, so these are our last three. Get this. Wesley Crum is now our one of our uh, supporters. Nice. Gotta love him. And uh, Benjamin Mullins. He's BJ Mullins on uh, Instagram. And uh, Matt Bicker. Matt Bicker, interesting guy. He's in Holland. And he is the guy that owns the machine shop that is building the evolution or the revolution grinder in the EU. Nice. We've we're in a very short way. We will Mm. be selling complete grinders in Europe, revolution grinders and the kits 
will be shipped from wow. Holland. So it'll all in yeah, he's invested a significant amount of money in tooling uh to make this happen and he has like a full machine shop there. So like they're they're building them uh going international. Um, That's so cool. Well, we had it before, but we, you know, what it didn't really work out with our Germany guys and um it just wasn't, you know, it's, I won't get into it. But it's 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 just like I needed somebody new and uh, these guys messaged me and said they could do it. And we've been with the, with the beauty of technology. Now you can have all these meetings face to face pretty much on, on FaceTime and all that. So yeah, we're going to have the, a full European distribution set up in probably another month or so. And they did a full conversion of the revolution grinder in metric. Like oh, they did oh, everything in metric. So it's like the tube, the, all the plate, everything, and it all works. And that's going to be integrated into the plan set. Well, you were saying on that guy. other podcast you're on, what was it last week? You yeah, know, how geez, how geez, Europe was <laughs> is like two years behind on all the knife making stuff. So like you're getting over there just before the boom. I yeah, think maybe. so. No, I, I get messages every day from Europe uh, of people wanting to build the machine and uh, some guys, you know, they do it. They'll they'll go take the plans over to a laser cutter or whatever. But it just makes sense to have Matt do it, and have him build and ship the kits. They're they've they're just they're, these guys have have it streamlined. I mean, it, already within a, like we've been working on this now for two and a half months, and they've they had the first prototype built a month in. So I mean, they were like they had a full they have a full staff. They have nineteen people working there, and wow. they have a full staff of engineers. That basically, I just handed them my blueprints and said, "Make this like metric friendly," because yeah. I tried to do it, and because I don't have, I can't get my hands on you know five yeah, millimeter right? plate, you know, right? And, and also, it fits and feels, and yep, it's kind of like speaking a second language because you're so ingrained in the imperial system. Yeah. You know, and I could get the hardware here. I could do all metric hardware here, but then the plate wouldn't be the same. The tube isn't the same. You know, it's just different. And those guys took on the task. And, and so now we're not only just doing that, we're doing other projects as well. So it's once the revolution comes out in Europe, we're going to be doing some other secret stuff that I can't talk about, but it's going to be super good. I, I just, I cannot wait. It's like, it, Ooh, I love this shit so much. So, you know. Go on places, man. Yeah. Every Arida, as they say. Arida. Is that a show, guys? I think that's a show. What do you think? Yeah. Oh, think real so. quick. I wanted to give you an average. Okay. So Red Circle, who services our oh, yeah. feed for the podcast, we've gotten some messages about the annoying advertisements yes. that oh, are yeah. In, yeah. In, interjected into the podcast. And I am going to announce right here, right now, that the Work For It podcast is now going ad-free. Woo! So, Baby! Because of the beautiful people over, over at Patreon, Patreon. Yeah. we Love no it. longer need Love to it. run these silly ads, and you don't need to hear me talk about sponsors and bullshit and whatever because of the patrons. So if you're thinking about joining patron, just understand that, you know, or if you're a freeloader and you're not a patron and you're just listening to this for <laughs> right? free, and you're being a leech... Hey, we appreciate I'm you. Let us I'm kidding, shout I'm kidding, out I'm your name instead of <laughs> some bullshit Red Circle's name. <laughs> exactly. Well, so, you know, guys. Exactly. 
maybe this is the push for some people. You know, you're no longer yeah. going to get these crazy ads. Is it yes. worth a buck a month or so? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. To to give you a frame of reference, like we were making about 40 bucks a month in our ad revenue on the show. So we're turning that off. So we're not going to yeah. get that anymore because the it's offset by the patrons. And yeah. I did the math. I started looking at it. And it's like, I think for gear, we're all set up for now. Yeah. I mean, maybe oh, yeah. we need something yeah. down the road or whatever. But the between that and the software costs, we do, it doesn't cost a lot to make this show. So, no. you know, we're just, we're, we're volunteers in the system. And, you know, the ads are just paying for the software at this point. So, so give you, let me give you a, an, uh, some, some numbers. So we joined Red Circle um, a, a little over a year ago. So of all time, let me just do this. So we joined February 18th. We joined Red Circle. So that's all the data I really have. Right. Um, we were on and, another platform for a minute, weren't we? We were on Craig's platform and then he switched it over. Yeah. I can't remember what it was called. But um, during that one year... Or during since February eighteenth of twenty twenty one, we've our show has been downloaded thirty four thousand one hundred times, Man. and it's a weekly average download of nine hundred and sixty six. So put that into perspective, and then the average they average those numbers out to six hundred and fifteen people that listen to the show weekly. Weekly, mm. so if that gives you an any indicator, um, and Great. as far as I know or understand from a podcast perspective, that's pretty dang good. Yeah. Like it's like, there's not a lot of podcasts out there that are in that, you know, other than like, you know, Joe Rogan and all these big guys, but we've got a seriously good followership of people who are dedicated and listen to the work for a podcast. It's a killer community, you know, and that's like, I've chatted with quite a few folks recently that have reached out some folks that are like, Hey man, I've chat with the Brian's all the time. I haven't reached out to you. And so I just, I appreciate it so much. It's so freaking cool to get messages from folks. Here's the next thing. So, you know, we're turning off the ads. If you know somebody who might like this podcast, heck, just let them know about it and see if maybe we can grow that number a little bit. Yeah. And there's, you know, not, there's, not necessarily that we're like just looking at the numbers, but like we want to no. talk to more people. We want to see more WFI projects. You know, we, we yeah. want to grow this community so that we can help each other more. So. It's mutually beneficial thing, yeah. because we, you, we, well, the WFI projects thing that I came up with. Brilliant. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, you have all I these great ideas, like guests, that, and you do such a good job bringing I know, them all I mean, together. I spend all this time coordinating guests and coming <laughs> oh, up with boy. cool hashtags. Oh, boy. So I don't oh, know how you do it all. I know. I'm, it's exhausting. And well, it is mutually beneficial if you think about it, because, yeah. you know, we do shout out a lot of people and we and we bring them on the show and, and all of those things. So it definitely becomes a thing where I feel like our listeners are our friends and then it just kind of grows from there. But there's two things that you could do if you're a Spotify listener, you can rate our show now. So like when you go to Spotify and you're listening to the Work For It podcast, if you go to the page where like the home page of our Work For It, you can see where it says rate the show, give us a five star. But it but a majority of our downloads come from Apple downloads. Really? So you know that surprises yeah. me. Yeah, it, Spotify is not such a big I mean they're about 25%. So then then the rest it's of it is so easy, yeah. you know, Apple's yeah. just easy. Apple is the thing. You can most definitely review us on Apple Podcasts. 
it's really easy to do. And leave us uh, something funny. You know, talk about Brian's beard Five and how stars cool it is. Tell us you hate us. We don't care. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that's that's what they were saying on the Working Hands podcast. And we don't ask a lot. You know, we don't ask for a lot like that. Like, I'm not always out there going, hey, make sure you leave a review. Like I do on YouTube. I'm like, make sure you hit that thumbs up button. You got to hit that thumbs up. It's It's really important, I think, for our growth as a show. Because I really love doing this work, and the podcast yes. is a huge part of it. So, uh, anyway, go rate us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever, and Spotify if you're on there. And uh, yeah, that's it. I'm done. We're I'm poor, done with that baby. commercial for us. Yeah. So no more ads. We're done. No, no more ads, except about us. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, I think that was a successful show. What do you guys think? Hell Fantastic yeah. show. Fantastic a show. Great. And I appreciate have- you both. Oh, man, I was just going to say, great to have all three of us, you know? It's becoming a little rare these days. And, and I want to—I just want to just bring this up right now at the very last part of the show. Um, can you tell me how uh, how badly you guys screwed the pooch on the audio last week? Oh, my week? God. Oh my God that's, I turned yeah. off my outro music. We got to talk about this for a second. <laughs> yeah, I was going to bring that up earlier. I'm glad you brought it up now. Oh, my, oh God, my gosh. Man. I'm so sorry about that. So yeah. basically yeah. what it's happens, okay. it's right. basically what happens is, um, you know, I have the Roadcast Pro and Jason had the Roadcast Pro. Yeah. And I should have thought about the fact that he doesn't set up his like I set up mine. Yeah. So basically well, you know, what ended up happening, exactly what happened with when we had the, yeah. um, yes. the oh my gosh, why Art am I blanking? Art, Art of Craftsmanship, craftsmanship yeah. Basically, I had it set up wrong where, you know, all of the audios from all three of the people, well, at that point, all all four of us was coming into my own audio. Oh, so nice. basically that, that was, you know, duplicated at mine and, you know, they had theirs. So we were getting yeah. echoes galore so basically that whole situation happened again with jason yep. and, and I, I didn't think about it i should have learned my lesson but i didn't no, you but salvaged now I, it. I mean it wasn't bad well, I mean, yeah i mean it, we we saved it in a way I, I i apologize i quote edited the damn thing and like you know brian i mean i i'm not gonna sit there and listen to a whole hour and a half of it when no, i did listen to it i grabbed um I can't remember which track it was now, but I grabbed the track with no echo that had all of us. I think it was Jason's and I listened to his just briefly and I'm like, sweet, everything sounds good, you know, and up we went. And then the next morning I saw uh, Mark Vanderwerth's post and he's like, sorry, can't listen. He's our quality control manager. And I'm like, what the hell? Does he hate Jason or what? Like, (laughs) 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 is he not listening because of the guest or what? And uh, yeah, so (laughs) I should have caught it and then we put it back up and then we, so we learned two lessons. One's the roadcaster lesson. The other one, there's a couple spots where my audio cuts out and I found out that with AirPods, uh, if I get a phone call, yes, they automatically yes. switch Switches. your mic and everything over. And That is a terrible design by Apple. It is. It, it's done that poor. to us here when we're doing other stuff, and it screws so much stuff up. Because like, yeah. like your iPad will answer. Right. You know, it's, and it's it doesn't so weird. switch unless you actually answer the call. You know, if it just rings, it shouldn't switch over to that. But it does. But it, it does. does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So anyway, yes. Thanks right. for bringing I'm, that I'm, up. Buzz, I'm done busting your chops about this. I I appreciate See, you guys you stepping just can't up. But leave. listen, guys, exactly. I have job minute. security now. <laughs> yes, you do have job security. But yeah, I know we we're joking about it before. But definitely go and check out the Hustle and Grind podcast if you haven't already. Yes. Yeah. 
Good shit. Yeah, really they're great shit. guys. All right, maybe we can try make doing this outro one more time. All right, let's do the outro. <laughs> Listen, I hope you guys have a good working week, and you know my thing. You got to have some hard work and some good luck. Hell yeah. Meat, we appreciate you your, guys. Uh, don't let your meat loaf. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and amigos. Don't we'll catch you later. Don't bacon naked. What's it's like, is this like a don't eat yellow snow thing? Like, yeah, you know, useless you know, tips of the day. I got you. All right, goodbye. We goodbye, appreciate goodbye. you guys. Goodbye. Goodbye. See you guys. See you later. Adios, amigo.